0: I want for you to please go with me. Let's look into the word of God this morning. It's afternoon already. And how much time do we have? No, oh, we've got some time. We've got about an hour. Praise God. How many of you have been following us on the series, The Supernatural Church? Very important. What we have been Sharing from this pulpit for months now. Really, I think for the last two months since we came into the year 2020-2022. Is this 2022, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I do not intend to refresh your memory on the things we've talked about, so we shall go straight to what I want to share with you today. I'm going to speak to you on this It's a continuation. This probably is part number 7. On the supernatural church. And today we are looking at supernatural turn of events. Supernatural turn of events. Go with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter number 7. Supernatural turn of events. 2 Kings chapter 7. Father, I would thank you for the entrance of thy word brings light and understanding to the simple. I pray that you would make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer, that I might declare your word here today. I ask that every heart is circumcised, every ear is attentive to listening, and your word shall be sown in the heart of everyone today. Thank you, Lord, for you sent forth your word and heals them and delivers them from all their destruction. And if anyone is in that situation, your word shall set them free today. In jesus mighty name and everyone say Amen. second kings chapter 7 from verse number one Then elisha said hear the word of the lord thus says the lord tomorrow about this time a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of samaria so an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of god and said look if the lord would make windows in heaven could this thing be and he said in fact you shall see it with your eyes but you shall not eat of it now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate and they said one to another why are we sitting here until we die if we say we will enter the city the famine is in the city and, if we sh- uh, and we shall die. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. And arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when the lepers came to the outskirts of the, of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them saying, we went to the Syrian camp and surprisingly no one was there. Not a human sound, only hearses, and donkeys tied and the tents intact and the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside so the king arose in the night and said to his servants let me now tell you what the syrians have done to us they know that we are hungry therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field saying when they come out of the city we shall catch them alive and get into the city and one of his servants answered and said, "Please, let several men take five of the remaining horses. I want to say five, of horses. five of the remaining horses. Just five horses were left in the whole nation. So take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. look, they may either come, uh, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of israel left from those who are consumed so let us send them and see now we do not have time to read everything but uh, when you read down you discover that the word of the lord through the man of god came to pass praise god so i want to encourage you in your spare time to read the entire chapter and you would see that god's word came to pass So what I want to share with you today is supernatural turn of events. Everyone say supernatural Supernatural. turn of events. The nation of Israel was in trouble because Ben-Hadad of Samaria had besieged them. The price of things went up. Things became so expensive. So there is a siege over the land. No one could go out and no one could come in. And you know the way nations operate. If you cannot do business with international communities, you will eventually lose everything you've got. Is that correct? You you, you can't just live in your country without dealing with other nations. So you've got to deal with other nations. Now the problem here is the fact that they could not deal with other nations. And because they could not deal with other nations, they began to lose everything that they have worked for. That is why you notice uh, they said, let us send five horses because that's all we've got. And just imagine all they've got at this time uh, was five horses to show you the economic problem that this nation was going through. The price of things went up and the people were starving to death. It got so bad uh, that two women got together and made a plan to eat their own children. That's how bad it got. Two women got together and they decided that they were going to eat their own children. And and one said, okay, let's eat mine today. And they killed her son and cooked her son and and ate her son. And then when it was time for the other woman to present her son, the other woman began to make excuses. She said, I'm I'm sorry, uh, I cannot present my son. And so the woman whose son have just been eating was upset because you've eaten my son, but you refuse for us to eat your son. And it got so bad that the king of Israel heard what these women have done. I mean, it got so bad that they were eating their children, if you understand what I'm saying. So for them to eat their child, uh, the woman's child means that this thing has become terrible and there was no way out. So the king of Israel heard about this and the king of Israel was so angry. And guess who he was angry with? Elisha. Now you've got to understand that Elisha was not the problem. The king of Israel was so angry at at Elisha, so the king of Israel decided to send a hitman, a hired assassin, to go after Elisha and kill Elisha. But before the hitman got to where Elisha was, the word of the Lord came to Elisha and told Elisha what the king had planned. Elisha was a man of revelation. Elisha was a man who knew the voice of God. Can someone say amen? Amen. But anyways, uh, Elisha eventually goes to the king and Elisha gave the king the word of the Lord. one say Elisha gave the king the word of the Lord. Now let us back up a little bit. Elisha was not the problem. The man of God was not the problem. The king and the people of Israel were the problem. Are you listening to me? So we've got to understand that God's people have turned their backs on God and opened the door to the enemy to come steal, kill and destroy. The Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But a thief comes in, into the life of believers When believers open the door. God's people are guaranteed divine protection. And provision as long as they are under God's divine will. Divine protection is yours. Divine protection belongs to you. Come on now say amen. The Bible says he that dwelleth in the secret place. Of the most high. I want you to notice. The Bible says it is he that dwelleth. So it is possible. That you do not dwell. He that stays. He that lives. In the secret place. Of the most high. Shall abide. Under the shadow of the almighty. And so if you dwell in the secret place. Of the most high. Guess what? The enemy would not be able to steal from you. That amen is very weak. If you stay under the shadow of Almighty God, the enemy would not be able to break in and steal. The enemy would not be able to exert upon you. Why? Because God is your protection. Come on now, shout amen. amen. The enemy can't touch you unless you let him. And that's the reason why if you listen to me, I speak a lot on the importance of Protecting your eye gates and your ear gates. Everyone say eye gates. Ear gates. gates. Now these are two very important gates that lead to your heart. Two important gates. Your ear gates and your eye gates. The things you consistently look at will jump into your heart. The things that you consistently listen to will jump into your heart. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does fear come? Fear comes by hearing. So the news you receive will affect the condition of your heart. Are you listening to me? So if you protect your ears and you protect your eyes, you're protecting your life. Don't let people that are negative come around you and speak negativity. Because if you listen to them long enough, listen, it will begin to affect the way you think. I don't know if you've ever had this situation happen. Someone walks up to you and they tell you something evil about somebody you've never met. And the moment you meet that person, you have a bad attitude towards them. You're just meeting them for the first time. But you already have a bad attitude. You know why you have a bad attitude? Because your heart is polluted already. Someone already came to you and told you all this mess about the other person. And the moment you see them, you have a bad attitude because of what you've been told. Your heart has been polluted. You've opened your ears to listen to things that have messed up the condition of your heart. That is how faith comes and that is how fear comes that is how doubt and unbelief comes if you want faith you've got to listen to faith-filled words and the only way you're going to have victory in 2022 is to listen to faith-filled words that will empower your faith come on now say amen Amen. like you heard pastor Corey, we cannot live in fear all that's happening globally It's designed to cause people to panic. But we will not panic. The Bible says some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses, But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Come on now say amen. amen. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Does not say trust the Lord with some of your heart, but it says with all of your heart and do not lean onto your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall bring it to pass. Come on now, say amen. Amen. No room for fear. Tell somebody, "No no fear. What the devil wants to do is to plant the seed of fear into people and that's what is happening globally. So many are in fear. So many are panicking, but we will not panic. Come on now, say amen. Amen. We will not panic because fear will open the door to the enemy. Sin will open the door to the enemy. Come on, say amen. amen. And so we've got to do everything we can in our own, really, as far as it depends on us, do what we should do to stay in faith. And what is it we must do to stay in faith? Well, the Bible says we must not neglect the gathering together of ourselves. That's one of the big things that we do in these last days. Because the Bible says, especially as you see the day approaching. And some people have come up with this thing that they can stay at home and worship. And that church is in the heart. And that is one of the biggest deceptions that's running around today. Church is not in your house. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. We come together because there is a corporate anointing. The Bible says iron sharpened iron. The Bible says one will chase a thousand and two will put ten thousand to flight." There is a corporate anointing. There are things you may not be able to have victory over all by yourself. But when you have the support of your brothers and your sisters, guess what? You have the victory. You just heard the testimony of a a family that said we stood with them. Yeah, we had to stand with them because they've stood with this church. Come on now, say amen. amen. They've stood with this ministry. They've stood with this church. And the only thing we had to do at the time was to stand with them when they were going through a tough time. Are you listening to me? But as we stayed together, guess what? We shut the door. We shut the door together. We fight off the enemy together. We chase the devil together. We say, no, you will not touch my brother. You will not touch my sister. This is a no-go area. And when the church comes together like that, guess what? We will drive the devil out of town. Hallelujah. That hallelujah is very weak this day. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Protect your heart. How do you protect your heart? Protect your ears. How do you protect your heart? Protect your eyes. Don't let your eyes run all over the place and look at things you shouldn't be looking at. And someone comes to you and they want to bring all this nonsense and bring conversations that will not encourage your faith. Tell them, I'm sorry. My ears are not trash cans. Don't discuss that with me. I don't want to listen to that. Unfortunately, many open their ears to these things and these things will come into them and pollute them. Shut your ears. Shut your eyes to everything that will rob you of your faith. Come on now, say amen. amen. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm sorry, I don't want you in my house. I'm sorry. Please don't come here. I love you, but I'll meet you in church. You lie, but it's the truth. I love you, but I'll see you in church. Not in my house. I love you, but don't speak to my wife. Because you are full of negativity. And I cannot tolerate that. Because when you're done speaking with her, she, she comes back home and all I'm hearing are the things you said. Come on, I'm preaching good. Say Amen. And let me speak to men here. Husbands, protect your wives. Protect your wives. I said to somebody years ago, I said, my wife don't need a friend. I am her friend. And I think I'm enough. No, because sometimes you hang around some people. All they say is gossip. All they've got to say is about someone else in a negative light. And people wonder why they struggle having faith and believing God for a miracle. They wonder why they are still sick. When the door is open, the enemy will gain access. They wonder why they prayed and prayed over the same thing and they haven't seen a breakthrough. Check the kind of people that come around you. And you discover why you're probably not having a breakthrough. Listen to the conversations. You probably discover why you're not having a breakthrough. Because the door is open. Everyone said the door is open. We've got to shut the door. Shut the door. I detest negativity. Don't come around me with your negativity. Some people are so negative. When they touch a car battery, the battery will die. That's how negative some people are. Some people are so narrow-minded they can look through a keyhole with both eyes. You can't blame the man of God, Elisha, for what's happening in the country. The man of God is not the problem. The problem is what you have done. The problem is what the people have done. God promised you divine protection, divine grace. God said goodness and mercy will follow you, but that's not what's happening. And now you're upset because someone is eating their child. You blame it on the man of God. But the man of God was not the problem. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Now I'm going to run you through some very important highlights in this story. The first thing I want to show you is this. You can write this down. The prophetic word will change things no matter how impossible they look. The prophetic word will bring a change. Come on now, say amen. Amen. The prophetic word will bring a change no matter how terrible, no matter how tough the situation might be today. 2 Kings 7.1 Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord. Who is the one speaking? The Lord is speaking. Elisha was just a vessel. And God was the one speaking through this vessel. Thus saith the Lord, and when the Lord says a thing, guess what? The Lord will back it up. I don't know what has been said over your life. I'm here to prophesy that that which has been said over your life will come to pass. It it will not fail. It will come to pass. That which God has said over your life, over your family, over your business, over your destiny, all that God has said over you will not fall to the ground it will come to pass. Amen. Come on, if you believe it, shout you louder say amen. 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 The prophetic word will change things no matter what you're going through right now. The word of God is about to bring a change in that area of your life. Come on, say amen. amen. Now, if you listen carefully, this word that was given by the man of God, of course, God speaking through Elijah did not make sense. I want to say it didn't make sense. God's word does not make sense. God's word never makes sense. Because God's word was never given to make sense. God's word is given to make faith. Amen. So God's word does not make sense. If God ever speaks to you, it will never make sense. It did not make sense when Jesus stood by the tomb of Lazarus and said, roll the stone away. Did it make sense? No, it did not make sense. They said the man has been dead for four days and by now he must be stinking. So it doesn't make sense. But he said, roll the stone away. When Jesus said, roll the stone away, they had to roll the stone away. And maybe you have a situation in your life right now and God is bringing his word to you to say something very specific, something that would change that area of your life. You've got to believe the word of God because the word of God will change that area of impossibility. Amen. The Bible says, with my God, nothing shall be impossible. Roll the stone away. That's what you do. Don't argue. Just do what he said to do. Doesn't make sense. It shouldn't make sense. It shouldn't make sense. But you will see the miracle. Amen. It will not make sense. But you're going to see the hand of God. Amen. Roll the stone away. And they rolled the stone away. And the Bible tells us. That he called for Lazarus. And the man who was dead for four days. Four days. Came back to life. Because the word of God. When it is released, it will change the situation. Come on now, shout hallelujah. 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 I believe it was a few weeks ago. I guess it was a Wednesday. Yeah, it was a Wednesday service. Two Wednesdays ago, I I was ministering here. And as I was laying hands praying for people, I called up a lady. That was the first time I believe I ever prayed for her. And I called up that lady and as i laid my hands on her she fell out under the power of god and i heard the word of the lord the word of the lord came to me and the word of the lord said to me to tell her god said i'm gonna make you an example of my glory i shall display my glory through you and you know when god says i'll display my glory through you every time you see glory in the bible you will see gold and goodness So, when God says, I'm going to display my glory through you, God is saying, I'm going to display my wealth. I'm going to display my goodness through your life. It was two Wednesdays ago, if I'm not mistaken. A week later, she came here and she said, I have a testimony. And she got a dream job just one week after. Just one week after. The the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord will change. No matter how impossible it may look today. God's word will change it. Come on now say amen. Amen. But did not make sense. And sometimes what I've discovered when it comes to the word of the Lord. Is when you are about to give the word of the Lord to somebody. You look at the person and you wonder. I hope God is speaking to me. Some things Don't really look like uh, they might happen. But if it is the word of the Lord, it will happen. Come on, say amen. Amen. Praise God. And don't ever judge people based on what you see on the outside. Sometimes some people might be dressed up like they, they look like a million dollars, but they've got nothing in their bank account. I heard the story, really, this is true. I heard the story of a man of God. A man of God was ministering in a place and looked at a man who was, I mean, dressed up. The man was dressed up like a million dollars. But he did not know that this man was in need of a major breakthrough. Major financial breakthrough. The man needed, I think, was a million or two million dollars the next day. The man of God looked at him and gave him the word of the Lord. And just give him the word of the Lord. And the money came in. The money came in. Because the word of God will change the situation no matter how hard it is. Amen. That's the first thing I want you to see. That is the reason why we must go for the word. That one to go for the word no no matter how hard it is go for the word no matter what you're going through go for the word the word of god is what you need in the midst of the worst predicament when you're going through a, a situation i believe you must pressing to the word in season there is a word in season i want to say there is a word in season i remember when i walked into when i came into this nation the year 97 oh my goodness I was going, I just came into a tough season, 97. I came into a tough season. And one night, I actually was in the morning, I had a dream. I woke up, it was around, I believe, 4 a.m. At the time, my Bible was my pillow. Uh, The suit jacket I came with was my winter coat. And I was sleeping on the floor. A friend of mine at the time had given me his fore coat. I put it on the floor. That was my that was my mat. And that morning I heard actually it was a dream. And in this dream, a man walked up to me, and the man said to me, Read First Peter chapter four, verses twelve and thirteen. I woke up that morning around four or five a.m. I walked out of the room where my friends were sleeping because they were sleeping at the time I walked out. I opened my Bible. 1 Peter 4:12 and 13. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that ye partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. I read it and it stayed with me. And that word has carried me and i'm telling you i believe i am in the time of his glory being revealed i'm in the time of his glory being revealed but the word of god had to carry me through that season that predicament that tough time the word of god had to carry me through and it took a long time but praise god when you walk through the waters i'll be with you through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through fire you shall not be burned neither shall the flames kindle upon you Come on now, say amen. Amen. Come on, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I've come into the place and the season of the glory of God being revealed. Because that's what the word says. That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. No wonder I, I get very happy. I get very excited. I laugh in the spirit. I am excited in the house of God. I don't look like I'm sucking on lemon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because God is good. Tell somebody God is good. So please don't ever ignore God's word when it comes to you. Take that word because that's what you need to bring a change. Unfortunately, when people have problems, they are looking outwardly. No, don't look outwardly. Look inward. The answer to the problem is on the inside. The voice of the Lord will come to you. That amen is weak. The voice, listen, when you have a situation, don't look outside. Don't be looking to the hands of people. The voice of the Lord is the answer you need. When you press in to the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord will come unto you. And when you grab a hold of the word of God, there is no problem that can stand before God's word. That word will change everything. That word will transform everything. That word will move mountains. You take that word, you put it in your heart. You take that word, you put it on your lips and you begin to speak that word. That's why Paul wrote to his son in the faith, Timothy. He said to fight a good warfare. With the word that has been spoken over your life and when you take that word, you begin to speak it over your life. You begin to declare it out in the atmosphere. You will see what will happen. That word will bring about a change. Mountains will bow. Come on, say amen. amen. The prophetic word will change things no matter how impossible it looks. Number two, don't ever doubt the word of the Lord. You may not fully understand it. Your mind will not be able to comprehend it. The word of God is too big. The revelation that comes from God is too big for your mind to understand. Yeah. Like I've said, it doesn't make sense. It will never make sense. Mm-hmm. I can stand here this afternoon and tell you story after story of the things the Lord said to me that did not make sense. But I will tell you, they made faith. Come on now, say amen. Come on now, say Amen. amen. <laughs> And when you believe that word and you stand upon that word, that word will carry you. Why was it possible for Peter to walk upon the water? He was not the only one in the boat. Everyone else was sitting in the boat. But Jesus said, Peter, come. And when the word of the Lord was given to Peter, he had faith because of the word and he believed the word and he stepped out of the boat and began to walk on the supernatural i'm here to tell you this morning or this afternoon when the word of the lord comes to you you take that word and you believe it and you put it in your heart and you put it on your lips and you begin to speak that word and that word will carry you through no matter the circumstances of life the word of god will not fail the word of god will never never fail take that word and believe it and practice it and speak it out of your mouth and step out in faith to do that which God said to do. No matter what's happening around you, that word will carry you, that word will give you the victory, that word will give you the breakthrough, that word will open new doors of opportunities unto you. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. When Elisha spoke the word, watch this, The man on whom the king leaned said, if God opened the windows of heaven, this thing cannot be. How dare you say this cannot be when God has spoken. (laughs) The difference between those that have victory and those that don't is the fact that some choose to believe. And they don't just believe, they step out on the word of the Lord. It may not make sense, but they step out on that word. God said, open a business. They step out on that word. But some say, but I don't have the money. The word of God that has been given to you will produce everything you need. Some say, oh, but I, I feel a certain way. It's not how you feel. It is what the word of God says. How you feel is it's going to change. If you step out on the word and believe the word of the living God, the way you feel will change come on now shout hallelujah Hallelujah. so that's the difference how can this be if God opened the windows of heaven now you're doubting God you mean God cannot do it you mean God cannot turn things around in a minute you mean God cannot change your life in an hour you mean God cannot change your life in 2022 you think the devil is bigger and stronger than God? And all the stuff that's come against you cannot bow their knees to God? When God is for you, who can be against you? When God opens the door, who can shut that door? When God says yes, who can say no? Who can say and it comes to pass when God have not said it? This is the faith we must have. You want to have victory in 2022? You've got to take God's word at face value and believe the word of God wholeheartedly and step out upon the word of God and that word will give you the victory you need. If God opened heaven, what will happen? What will happen is that God has spoken and the word of the Lord will come to pass. Whether you believe it or not, it will happen. So Elisha told the man, well, You will see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it you will see it but you don't eat of it and that's the problem a lot of people are not taking god's word at face value and stepping out on the word of god they are filled with doubt and unbelief but today in the name of jesus i rebuke that i rebuke doubt i rebuke unbelief i decree and i declare over your life as you begin to trust god's word you shall see everything spoken over your life come to fruition 2022 you will run with blessings You will not run helter skelter in 2022. You will not run confused. You will not run like a chicken with his head chopped off. You will run with blessings. The things that you've never accomplished in 2021 and even in the years gone by, you shall accomplish them in 2022 god shall do a quick walk in your life god shall open new doors god shall open new doors of opportunities you will step through them and you will live the life that god has placed you upon the earth to live for if you be willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land and i'm here to tell somebody god has got some good things for you to enjoy in 2022 if you believe it give the lord your biggest shout of hallelujah hallelujah The angel of the Lord came to Zacharias and said to Zacharias the father of John the Baptist your wife shall conceive while well, the wife was barren but the angel of the Lord came with the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord came but did not make any sense your wife who is barren shall have a baby and he questioned is it possible the angel of the Lord said you shall be dumb you would not be able to speak. In other words, how dare you doubt the word of the Lord? God said it. God will do it. God said it. God backs up his word. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it's the book of Joshua chapter 21 verse 45. It says, nothing God spoke over the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. All came to pass everything that has been declared everything that has been prophesied everything that has been spoken over your life none of them will fail they shall all come to pass in the name of jesus and those that are supposed to come to pass in 2022 will not delay up to 2023 Those that are supposed to come to pass in 2022 will not delay to 2024. They shall come to pass in 2022. And all that God has in store for you in 2023, they shall come to pass in 2023. In other other words, I declare a speeding up of things over your life, over your business, over your family. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. If you receive it, shout your loudest amen in the house today. Glory. Moses calls on 12 spies and say, go and spy out the land and come back and give us a report. They go, they spy out the land of Canaan and they came back with two reports. to say two reports. 10 out of the 12 came back with what the Bible calls an evil report. You know what report it was? They said we cannot take the land. There are giants in the land. In actual fact, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. How did you know? That's what they thought of. Because did you go to the giants? You, you are a spy. Did you go to the giant and say, do I look like a human being to you? Or do I look like a grasshopper? They said in their eyes, we were like grasshoppers. No, in your eyes, you look like grasshopper. You have marginalized yourself. You have brought yourself so low. You brought yourself to the place where you become irrelevant. But you fail to understand you are not the one fighting this battle. God is the one going ahead of you like fire to take out the enemies on your behalf. You totally ignored God. You totally ignored what God said he was going to do. And so they came with this wicked evil report. And everybody in the camp began to cry. We're going to die here. And Joshua and Caleb, men of faith, they said, no, we are well able. Everyone said we are well able. Tell somebody, I'm well able. I'm well, I'm able. I'm able because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is not in my strength. It is not in my ability. It is not in my wisdom, but the wisdom of God, the ability of God, the grace of God at work in my life. I am able to take that giant. Come on now, shout hallelujah. No Joshua and Caleb were not wimpy and crying and 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 complaining. And, and no, they said we are able to go in there and take the giants. God is with us. Let us go. Stop this nonsense. Let us go. It's time for you to go into the plan of God for your life it's time for you to step into the purpose of God stop stop letting fear paralyze you stop letting negative people come around you and destroy your faith it's time to move in it's time to take over it's time to take new grounds it's time to take new territories if you believe it give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord hallelujah I believe when you do a study, watch, when you do a study of the journey of the people of Israel, this particular story or this particular situation was the thing that stopped them from getting into the promised land. God said, I'm done. Enough is enough. God had put up with their complaining and their bickering and their whining and their doubt and unbelief. You brought us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness. Uh, uh, We we, we, we had leeks and the onions and garlic in, in Egypt. You were a slave. In Egypt, they whipped you and they paid you nothing. You take us back to Egypt. Are there no graves in Egypt that you brought us to die in the wilderness? I read the story of the people and it shocks me. Every time God gives them the victory, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Now there is another battle. Have you noticed that in life, God allows battles to come so that he will know the condition of your heart? Have you noticed that in life, God allows you to go through stuff so that you will learn how to fight and be victorious? That is why David said, I'll take out this giant. The God who gave me victory over the lion. The God who gave me victory over the bear shall give me the victory over this man. Mm -hmm. You see, he had a testimony of two battles. Come on now, say amen. amen. Some people have not gone through anything. He had testimonies of testimony of two battles. I took out the bear. I took out the lion. I'll take out this giant. Whatever is confronting you today, you confront it in Jesus' name, Amen. and you take out this giant. You cut off the head of this giant. Hallelujah. Ha. No, we. You will possess. I say you will possess. Amen. Oh my God, that amen needs prayer this morning. You, you will, you will po- tell three people, I will possess my possession. I, I, will, I will enjoy. I, I am going to enjoy all that God has destined for me to enjoy in 2022. Come on, tell three people. Tell three people. Tell three people. Tell it to three people. Tell it to three people. Hallelujah. If you believe you will enjoy all that God has laid up for you this year. Then give the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord. My goodness. Number three. Sometimes God saves with the most unlikely people. And delivers in the most unlikely ways. Listen, look at these lepers. Now you've got to understand, lepers back in the day were ostracized. They were not allowed to mingle with God's people. Right? So watch this. This is Israel. This is Syria. Here are the lepers. In other words, the lepers were not here or there. Nobody wanted them. They couldn't go among the Israelites because they were lepers. They couldn't go among the Syrians because... No, the Syrians will kill them. So these are supposed to be your family, but they hate you because of your condition. Now, these are your enemies. You don't want to go near your enemies. Correct? Yeah. Now, watch this. So these lepers were not there or here or there, but they, 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 they thought to themselves, if we just sit here, uh, we will die. They knew they were going to die of hunger. And so they took matters into their own hands. They said, instead of dying of starvation, let's die in the hands of the enemy. At least it's better to fight before you die than to just sit there and let hunger... (laughs) They They had two options. One option was to sit there and just let hunger kill them. Second option was to go into the camp of the enemy and confront them. You know what they chose? The, the confrontation. That is, that is the kind of faith, the kind of risk that you've got to take sometimes when it comes to having success in life. The, the, fear of, the fear of failure is the reason why many don't succeed. What if I don't make it? My question is, what if you make it? What if the business does not work? My question is, what if the business works? What if the marriage does not work? No, no. My question is, what if the marriage works? Come on, I'm preaching good. Say amen. What if the career does not pay off at the end of the day? No, what if the career will bring you a million? What if it brings you a billion? Come on. So the fear of stepping out and confronting the fear that's standing before you is the reason why many do not succeed. People want to go to where it's easy. But easy does not mean victory. Easy does not mean success. Sometimes the tough way is the only way. I'm preaching good, say amen. Yeah. <laughs> People want to take the easy way out. People want to take shortcuts. Guess what shortcut does? It brings you to square one. So these men said if we stay here we will die. Correct? If we go into the camp of the enemy they will kill us. And if they kill us we shall die. So listen it's better they kill us. We're going to take the risk to succeed. Come on now say amen. Can I tell you the thing you fear is afraid of you. Ah, Look at you. The thing the thing you fear is afraid of you. The, the thing the thing you are afraid of you just don't know. when you hear the devil speak about you, you will understand how the devil feels about you. You, you, you. are you are making the devil look big in your own mind but the devil himself is scared of you and he's not scared of you because of you. he's scared of you because of the host of heaven uh, he's scared of you he's scared of you because he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world he he, is scared he's scared of you because he that is with you is majority he is scared of you because there is such power and glory that you carry as a child of god and everywhere you go the devil notices you but here you are you're panicking what if what if what what if stop asking that question what if It's time for you to step into God's purpose. It's time for you to step into God's plan. It's time for you to accomplish what God has placed you upon the earth to accomplish. And I want to speak to you that live in Istanbul. Do not say it is difficult. Do not say it cannot happen. Because God is not limited by natural circumstances. God is not limited by the economy of this nation. God is not limited by the language of the people. God is not limited by anything natural. God is able to break through every obstacle that stands in your way every obstacle that resists you god resists them too and god takes gives you the victory over every obstacle that stands in your way come on if you believe it stand on your feet take a minute and give the lord praise give the lord praise give the lord praise come on give the lord glory give the lord praise Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go back. Get back. On your seat. Give me time to preach. If we die, we die. That's what they said. You know that? What, will, what is the worst thing that will happen? Yeah, exactly. What is the worst thing? What is the baddest thing that will happen? Death. Bring it on. That's what those men were saying. Bring it on. And they decided to go towards the camp of the Syrians. And guess what happened? As they approached the camp of the Syrians. The Bible tells us that God made the Syrian army. To hear the sound of chariots. That's number four. You are not the one fighting. God's the one fighting. All you've got to do is take the step and see God open the doors. All you've got to do is take the step and see God take your enemies out. All you've got to do is take the step and see God bring you the victory. Those men just said, okay, we will go and they began to move. These were a few men, by the way, and these were lepers. Four, but God made the Syrian army hear the sound of. Of chariots and they said the king of israel have gone to hire some more military to come against us and so they had to flee in a hurry your enemies are fleeing in a hurry your, <laughs> what is standing against you is fleeing in a hurry Amen. as you take the step towards it you are not taking your steps in fear you're taking your step in faith And God steps right in. And God begins to pull the wheels of the chariots of the enemy. And God begins to make the enemy hear the sound of chariots. And I believe with all of my heart that yes, they did hear the noise of chariots. But the chariot they heard was not natural chariot. It was a chariot of heaven. It was a host of heaven. I believe that God just began to cause them to hear the chariots of fire come down upon them. And they knew if we stayed here, we are dead meat. And so they packed up and they began. In actual fact, they packed nothing. They got up and they began to run. And they ran away from the camp. And here comes these lepers. Four of them. They came in. And my goodness, where are these men? Syrians have fled. So they go into tent number one. They got gold and silver. Everyone say gold and silver. Ah, You see wealth transfer? They got gold and silver and they got to the next tent and they ate. And one of them said, if we continue like this, something evil is going to come upon us. So we will not do this. Because if we do this, calamity will befall us. We must go and tell the king. In other words, listen to point number five. Your success, your prosperity is not for you alone. If you think God blesses you for you alone, then you are mistaking big time. God, God's blessing is a collective blessing, not a one-man affair. The church in these last days must learn to stand together. The church must learn to stand with those that are members of the house. When God increases you, it's not for you alone. You heard me say the other day, if God can bring it through you, God will bring it to you. But the reason why God don't bring it through some people is because when it gets to them, they'll block it. God does not bless you for you only. God blesses you that you might be a blessing. And I'm here to tell somebody, you are going to be a blessing to many in 2022 and beyond. If you believe it, shout your say, amen. It's not going to be me, myself, and I. We're going to think bigger. We're going to think outside the box. We're going to see that there are people that God have placed in our lives. People that God wants us to extend our hands of goodness and love and grace to bless them and help them. I'm here to tell somebody, you don't even know, you're going to buy a house for somebody. You're going to uh, that amen is weak. You're going to you say, but Pastor God, you, uh, you don't know my financial condition. That's the reason why you need to hear this. Because God's about to raise you up and God's about to use you, not just to buy a house for one person, but God's about to use some of you here to put some people in shelters, to put clothes on some people's backs and to put food in some people's stomach every single day i tell you that is going to happen you better believe it because god is not just in the business of blessing one man or one woman god is in the business of blessing you and making you a blessing he said to abraham i will bless you and i will make you a blessing god's about to cause you to become a blessing to the nations of the world god's about to help you understand that this is not just about you this is not just about you making some money, and going back to your village in Africa, and building one small tiny house, this is about God using you to bless the nations of the earth, come on now if you believe it, shout amen Amen. oh my goodness some people some people are local champions I'm here to make money and go back to my town and build the finest house no, God, God has got something bigger for you. I say God has got something bigger for you. You're thinking village. God is thinking global. Come on, I say, you're thinking village. God's thinking global. It's time to think global. It's time to think a whole community. Touched by what God has given to you. It's time to think of a whole city touched by what God has given to you. It's time to think of a whole nation touched by what God has given to you. In actual fact, some of you are not just going to affect a city or a nation, you shall affect the continents of the world because in these last days, the glory of the Lord is rising up upon his people and the glory of the Lord shall flow forth from you and the nation shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and the nation shall come and they shall ask you about your God, and you shall introduce your God to them because the goodness of God shall be seen in your life, the grace of God shall be seen upon your life. In actual fact, all the defeat and all the stuff that you've gone through in the past will not repeat themselves again. This is the brokest you will ever be. This is ah, this is the poorest you will ever be. I don't know how rich you are, but I'm here to prophesy that this is the poorest you will ever be. I don't know what you've got through but I'm here to tell you that affliction shall not arise a second time the hand of the Lord is at work in your life the hand of the Lord is at work in your family the hand of the Lord is at work in your business the hand of the Lord is at work in everything that concerns you and God shall be good to you and the nation shall see that the God you serve is a good God this God is about to bless your socks off this God is about to turn things around in your favor people shall see you and they won't even recognize you those that have known you will not even recognize you when they see you because great shall be the goodness of God that shall begin to flow through your life if you believe it give your the Lord a big hand of praise the Lord shout to the Lord a shout of victory ah, hallelujah come on give the Lord a big hand of praise shout to the Lord shout to the Lord Hallelujah Go around and just give somebody a high five And say congratulations Congratulations, congratulations Ah, the Lord is good Congratulations, congratulations Leave your seat and go around And just congratulate people Hallelujah 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 Somebody get on this thing Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Tell three people I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in the fields. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. Everything I put my hands upon to do prospers. I'm like a tree planted by the river of water, bringing forth its fruit in its season. My leaves don't fade or wither. Everything I put my hands upon to do prospers. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah. Glory, glory, glory. The hand of God's upon these ladies right here. Come here. Bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. Hallelujah. Come, Lucas, come, Amos. Let's sing that song, Goodness of God. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands. Turn, face me, turn, face me. Turn and face me. Lift both hands to heaven. God is good. This is the power of God. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in these ladies. I thank you, Lord, for your hand upon them. I thank you, Lord, at this. Whatever it is, that today, Lord, you give them the victory. Today, I decree and I declare grace on you now in Jesus' mighty name. Never the same again. Grace in Jesus' mighty name. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. That's it, that's it. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. It's okay. The Lord is working. Lord, we worship you. Just lift your hands to the Lord all across this place. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we worship you. Oh, we honor you. I speak victory over God's people in the mighty name of Jesus everything that stood in their way I break it now in the name of Jesus I take authority over the works of darkness I take authority over the activities of the kingdom of darkness in the lives of the people of God here this this afternoon I command in the name of Jesus the works of the enemy ceases now in Jesus' mighty name, I speak, I speak victory. 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 Victory. I speak victory. Everything that's worked against your life, I rebuke and I resist them. I speak the favor and the grace and the glory of God upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hands and take that now. Everything that's worked against your family, I come against it in Jesus' name. Everything that's come against your body, against your health, I break it by the authority in the name of Jesus. Everything that's come against your career, Everything that's come against your job. Everything that's come against your spiritual life. I take authority over the works of the enemy. I rebuke them now in Jesus name. Let the grace of God be poured out profusely upon God's people. Even right now as they lift their hands and receive it. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. The goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. Yes, receive it, receive it. The goodness of God.